This is the cold open to the cold open. I just want to let you know that I recorded this on Saturday before Sunday's spring training game. Uh, so I just want to let you know that Gavin Sheets hit a home run in Sunday's game. And we will talk about that on the next episode of Lockdown Sox. But this is this episode of Lockdown Sox and it's happening now. Okay, bye. Today on Lockdown White Sox, we're going to have, unfortunately, a negative mood. We got some moves that were made around the MLB, both by free agency and trade, that I think are going to hurt the White Sox. And, you know, some good news, baseball's back. You know, that's great. After 100 days, we got spring training games. The White Sox just played their first full squad game, and the starters started. Uh, unfortunately, they lost. And it's a Monday, so I'll try to cheer you up here on Lockdown Sox. You are Locked On White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. We're free and available on platforms like Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can find us there at Locked On Sox or by searching Locked On White Sox. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. You can find me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. I'm the host of Lockdown Sox. I've been doing this for over four months, and I'm also a content creator for the Chicago White Sox beat at CHGO. I host a podcast over there with my guy Herb and Vinny. It's very fun, and I'm always talking White Sox with you. If you ever want to have a conversation with me, you see me out, you know, maybe I'm at the deli, you know, maybe I'm at the laundromat, whatever, you know, maybe I'm at the game. Uh, you can come and talk to me about the Chicago White Sox. It's, it's probably a pretty easy conversation uh, a starter. If, if you're listening to this podcast and you ever see me out, you know, we could probably talk socks. That's why I'm doing this podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Today's episode, we'll be talking about a bevy of moves that have been made around the MLB, some trades, some free agent moves that I think are going to hurt the Chicago White Sox, and I will recap the most recent White Sox game, and I'm, I got some bones to pick with some people uh, about this, because I, I find it frustrating. You know, there's 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 highlights on MLB.com, and, and you could find them for something. I saw Matt Chapman's first home run as a Toronto Blue Jay. That's one of the moves we'll talk about a little bit later. I saw Paul Goldschmidt hit a solo home run on MLB.com, but the White Sox aren't anywhere. I missed the game. I, I wasn't able to watch it live. You know, I was busy on Saturday because shout out to today's date because it's Monday, March 21st. It's my grandpa's birthday. We celebrated on Saturday. So I was busy and I didn't get a chance to watch the White Sox. I didn't get a chance to listen. I don't even know if it was made available. I can't find highlights anywhere. I wasn't able to watch it. And the only thing that I could find is a lousy box score. And hey, you know, I've always loved a box score. I've always loved reading the newspaper and going through that and seeing the, the box scores. And then you go look at the standings and then you see all the transactions and you see the schedules. Like, I'm, I gotta, you know, box scores aren't all bad. But the box stores, I'm used to more detailed box scores at this point in my life. Yeah, we tried to go to ESPN and they, you know, had a very basic box score. They had, you know, home runs, fielding errors, and then, you know, your classic pitching. And then I went to StatCast because I was like, maybe StatCast will give me something. And they just re redirect me to the MLB one, which, again, just gives me basic stats. So I can't give you too much of a colored and detailed analysis of the spring training game. I could just tell you the Guardians won 11-2, and I'll let you know some box score highlights. We'll try to box score scout. Uh, but today is Monday, and it's the Monday mailbag. You can call in at 
8727 that is 312-566-8727 or by writing into lockdownsocks at gmail.com uh, there is some colorful anal- analysis that we got in the lockdown socks voicemail so let's go out to our good friend mark in the park hey sean it's mark baseball's finally back for real socks take both games from the scrubs i got dizzy flipping back and forth between those games socks flash some power was awesome going to the game next Wednesday so I can yell obscenities at Tony. Coach Tony, excuse me. Have a great day. Make sure to yell them real loud and proud there, Mark. Thank you for calling in, Mark. And and shout out to your good old buddy, good old pal, Fred, who's barking up a storm in the background. You know, that's 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 a classic Mark call right there. He, he mentioned the scrubs. He mentioned going to spring training, which just, you know, is another reference to him being in Arizona, which he always makes when he calls. And then good old Fred. So shout out to Mark, you know, my guy. He's always calling in. And the fact that he's going to go yell obscenities at Tony La Russa, again, make him loud and proud. I, I, I'm, I'm happy for you, Mark. I'm glad baseball's back and you get to go and watch the boys on Wednesday. I'm excited for you. Maybe you can call in and give me some more analysis uh, because, you know, MLB's not giving us much. Let's scout line or a scout, let's box score scout. I'm so sorry. This White Sox game, again, they lost 11 to 2. The standouts are that the White Sox put out their, you know, basically opening day lineup. Uh, Tim Anderson won't be in the opening day lineup in Detroit. He'll be still serving a three game suspension. He had that dust up with Tim Timmons uh, near the end of the regular season. He's going to serve that at the beginning of this season. So TA will not be in the opening day lineup, but this is probably the lineup that you'll see early in April. TA leading off at playing shortstop. You got Luis Robert playing center field. Then you have Abreu batting third, playing first base. Mancada playing third base, batting fourth. Jimenez in left field, batting fifth. Grandal DHing, batting sixth. Luis, I was going to say Luis Garcia. Liuri Garcia, right field, Josh Harrison, second base, and Sebi Zavala catching. And there was a note, and obviously, I think opening day, you'll see Zavala on the bench, and you'll see Grandal catching, and then you'll probably see Sheets or Engel uh, DHing. But the thing with Grandal playing DH, Tony mentioned that they want to get Grandal's bat in the lineup pretty much every single day. So that is now just making the backup catcher position even more important. And we talked about this, Sebi Zavala and Zach Collins are not getting it done. That was one of the needs for the White Sox this offseason. And it really feels like they're rolling with those two guys as their backup catcher, which makes me nervous. And I want to talk about the battle between Collins and Zavala. You're likely going to see if they carry just two catchers, if it's just Grandal and another catcher, you're likely going to see... Grandal and Zavala because Zavala is out of options. So he cannot be sent down to Charlotte any longer. Collins can be, so you'll probably see Collins start off in AAA. In, uh, yeah, you'll, saw, you'll see Collins start off in AAA in the minors. That's what I was going to say, which is redundant. Uh, if Collins has a nice start to the season and Zavala still struggles with the bat, then maybe we just see Zavala designated for assignment and we see Collins moved up. That could be the, the play. I know James Fox on Twitter mentioned that he thinks the move's coming for backup catcher, but the market, the free agent market, is thin. So unless they're going out and you know getting Sean Murphy from the A's, 
you're likely going to see Zavala and Collins. So I, I did find it interesting that, you know, Grandal was batting six too. Uh, you'll so- probably see him bumped up. Uh, Moncada batting fourth. Uh, I don't know if Tony's going to roll with that uh, or not, but I, I think that it could be a possibility. But, you know, the thing is with Grandal and Moncada, uh, Lefty was on the mound to start the game. So, you know, they're worse right-handed hitting. Uh, they're both better from the left-handed side. Uh, so it is even more surprising to see Moncada up at fourth. But uh, you'll at least see those nine probably slotted in in some way or another. And again, you'll probably see Grandal switch to catcher on actual opening day uh, and then probably sheets or, or Vaughn uh, at DH which would be if the lineup or if they were facing a lefty uh, it would probably be Vaughn in that DH spot but 11 to 2 the Sox lose the big at least offensive output for the Sox uh, Yoelki Cespedes hit another home run in the eighth inning he subbed in in center field for Luis Robert I didn't see it um, there was one at least like a 30 second clip on MLB.com of Yolaki talking about it. And he was like, I'm very excited. It was a good feeling hitting a, uh, another home run and that he liked playing with the major leaguers. So, you know, that's exciting to see. I know that people, uh, I don't know if it's just delusion. Cause again, I'm, I, I've compared Andrew Vaughn to Albert Pujols before, but you know, people are now worried that Yolaki says that is getting blocked in right field. So I don't, I don't know if that's truly serious or not. So, I just want to say that Yolki does not have minor league experience. And even if the White Sox love him, uh, he still needs some time down in the minor leagues. But it's good to see that he's got uh, some pop in his bat. Second home run uh, on this in spring training for uh, Yolki Cespedes. Let's look at the pitching lines. Uh, you got, you got, is it Brandon Finnegan? It's, uh, yeah, Brandon Finnegan, uh, former Cincinnati Red. He started for the White Sox. He went two innings, no hits, no walks. No strikeouts. Again, I can't really tell you how he did. I don't know how many balls he threw. I don't know how many strikes he threw. I I can't tell you. And then he was relieved by Kyle Crick. And we've talked about Kyle Crick. He's an interesting player. They signed him to a minor league deal. Used to be on the Pittsburgh Pirates. He was traded in the Andrew McCutcheon trade uh, when McCutcheon went to San Francisco. Crick was a top prospect for the Giants. And he was a big piece in that that deal. And that, that deal also sent Brian Reynolds. Uh, to the Pirates as well. So, you, you know, Crick is an interesting guy. He's got a lot of great stuff. His stuff is is probably, I think there's a stat called Stuff Plus, and if 100 would be average. You know, if you have 100 Stuff Plus, that's average. So his Stuff Plus was a 107, which means he's got like 7% better stuff than uh, an average pitcher in the MLB. So, His profile, his stuff is good, but his command's been bad. So it's interesting to see what Ethan Katz can do with him. However, again, MLB doesn't give me some uh, some good detailed stats here. So I just know Kyle Crick pitched one inning, allowed no hits, no runs, no walks, and no strikeouts. Good job, Kyle. I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's spring training. It's tough to build a, a true impression if you're not watching. And I tried to watch for you on Lockdown Socks. But I couldn't find it. So it's, I don't know if to, whether to be frustrated or not because MOB is trying to make money, but also like I'm trying to watch baseball. Maybe we should fix this, MLB. Maybe all spring training games should be broadcasted. I don't know. Maybe you should just make them free. I don't know. I don't know. It's that time of the year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, 
podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. Lockdown MLB Prospects host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Now, I want to talk about a lot of moves that have been made around the MLB. I think it's interesting because, you know, the White Sox have gotten better. Like, I can't deny that they haven't. You look at the signings of Kelly, Velasquez, and Harrison, they've gotten better at second base, clearly. I mean, you you add a player that's worth two war to that position, so you at least got deeper, and you have two major league players that can play second base. Leary Garcia and Josh Harrison. So, you know, they got better there. And you can now say, and I would boldly say, uh, that they have the best bullpen in the major leagues after signing Joe Kelly. So, again, they got better. And Vince Velasquez gives them depth, which is something that Rick Hahn said they wanted, was depth. The issue is, these other teams in the American League have gotten better, and marginally better, than the White Sox. Boston just signed Trevor Story. New York just acquired Josh Donaldson. Toronto just acquired Matt Chapman. Detroit, they got Javi Baez. You got the Royals who signed Zach Granke, which I know is like kind of an under-the-radar move. He's just one pitcher. $13 million is not that big of a move. But I do worry about that because that guy has intent. That guy has history. And that guy has a big name, and he's going to a small market. I just worry that that guy is going to be a lightning rod for that young team. Kansas City can be dangerous. That's all I'll say. So I think they got better. And Minnesota, in that trade, they did get rid of Josh Donaldson, but they acquired Sonny Gray, so their pitching got better. They acquired Gary Sanchez, so while I think they downgraded their catcher position. Gary Sanchez has a lot of power. And finally, uh, they added Carlos Correa. So Carlos Correa and Javi Baez are now in our division. So fun. That's great, isn't it? And then you got to look at the West. Houston got worse, which I think we can all celebrate. But you look at Seattle, they got Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez. And you look at the Rangers, they got uh, Simeon, Oh, and Seager. Oh, great. Great. So the White Sox did improve second base in their bullpen, but not much else. And Jorge Soler is now off the market. Nick Castellanos is now off the market. Seiya Suzuki is now off the market. Kyle Schwarber is now off the market. Eddie Rosario is now off the market. So if the White Sox want to make one big splash this offseason, they haven't even upgraded their backup catcher. But if they want to upgrade their main need and make one big splash, he's still out there. Michael Conforto is still a free agent. The Chicago White Sox need a left-handed bat. They need a right fielder. Michael Conforto is a left-handed bat who plays right field and has been worth 127 OPS plus since 2017. That is over 2,000 at-bats in the major leagues being a 27% better hitter 
than an average player. Have you tried the Puffs yet? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. Puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. And let me tell you about the great flavors the Puffs come in. They come in yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. All of these flavors are going to be your new favorite. And did I mention that Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, the Puffs included? And if you don't want the Puffs, there's other classic regular Built Bars with great flavors like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. And each and every day, it seems they put out a new limited time flavor. So you got to go to Built.com to check out all the new flavors that they're rolling out. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And you can check out the macros of Built Bar's at built.com. And I got to tell you, I don't know how they pull it off, but every time, every single flavor, they absolutely nail it. Go check out Built Bars at built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. So I know a lot of that last segment was me going down those teams and saying, oh, well, they got better. They got better. They got better. Let's go a little bit more in depth because the biggest move out of those ones that I mentioned was the Carlos Correa deal. He signed a $105 million deal over the next three years to stay in Minnesota. And I don't know why I said stay. He left Houston and is now going to Minnesota. So I apologize for that. But with Correa, you know, he might only be in Minnesota for a year. He's got a player opt out after every single year. So if a player opt out after this year, I'll have a player opt after next year. And then, you know, after that season, if he plays three seasons in Minnesota, he then becomes a free agent again. Uh, but he can opt out after any year. And also, Minnesota, it's not, you know, they could trade him. <laughs> he might not even, you know, Carlos Correa might only be a twin until July. So the White Sox might not have to worry too much about Carlos Correa. It just depends on how the twins perform. Because now they have two superstars. They got Carlos Correa and they got Byron Buxton. The issue with those two is, you know, one of them, Buxton, can't stay healthy. If he can stay healthy, he'll post like an 11 war season and the White Sox might have, you know, some big trouble trying to get that guy out. I think that Byron Buxton can win the Twins games all by himself. So I just worry that if he plays 140, 140 games, if he plays 150, 150 games. Ooh, <laughs> that's that's trouble out there. So Minnesota did get a lot better, but with their pitching I don't think the White Sox should be afraid of losing the AL Central. But that's the thing that I just get really frustrated with the White Sox is I think that they are fine winning the AL Central and seeing what happens in the postseason. They saw that Atlanta got in as a wild card last year. They were you know had a losing record in July. I think even before the trade deadline, they were like one or two games below 500. And they got into the playoffs and they won the World Series. But however, you know, and even then, too, like they upgraded at the trade deadline. They stayed aggressive and they added to their team. They got Jorge Soler. They got Eddie Rosario. They got Adam Duvall. They really did improve their team. Because of injuries, obviously, you know, Ronald Acuna was down, so they needed to get somebody to play outfield. But I think the White Sox see that and they say, you know, well, we got Tony. We got three good start, three great starters, honestly, and Cease, Giolito and Lynn. We have the best bullpen. And then we have 
a lot of potential superstars and Robert and Eloy who haven't had their best seasons yet. We have a uh, you know former MVP and Jose Abreu, and we have Yasmani Grandal who just had uh, you know the Barry Bonds equivalent season for a catcher. Uh, it, his hitting was off the charts good. And then oh yeah, we have the face of baseball and, and Tim Anderson. And Yohan Moncada had the highest OPS for a third baseman in White Sox history in 2019. And Josh Harrison and Larry Garcia, yeah, those are two two win players. And, you know, together we got uh, $11 million of four war uh, at second base in Larry Garcia and, and Josh Harrison. And then right field, we got three guys that are capable in Engel, Vaughn, and Sheets. And at least at DH, Sheets, and Vaughn, we showed that they can hit righties and lefties pretty good together. So... I think the White Sox are fine with the way that they are. And I just get frustrated because Michael Conforto is out there. And I know some people, they view baseball differently than I do. I view baseball as how are you going to win a World Series? And I know that some people just view baseball as a pastime, as something to, you know, go to during the weekend, have some beers. I know the White Sox probably sell the most beer in the MLB. I think there was a study out there that showed that. So I know that you guys all aren't about winning. And and that's fine. It's not what sports are about. Uh, but to me, I think that is the most important thing. And I get real annoyed with the fact that the White Sox are staying so quiet in this offseason. We were expecting a bevy of moves, and we've seen a bevy of moves. And the White Sox made their little spurt. They signed their three guys. And I don't think they're doing anything else until they trade Craig Kimbrell. And the one final move I need to tell you about is Kenley Jansen signed with the Atlanta Braves for $16 million. That is an important number because Craig Kimbrell makes $16 million. The White Sox could have bought him out after the offseason for $1 million and could have had $15 million more to spend this offseason. You know, Kyle Schwarber was worth about $18 million a year. So... You know, you had to find three more million dollars. Maybe you just didn't sign Vince Velasquez. You could have bought out Craig Kimbrell. You could have not signed Vince Velasquez. And you could have signed Kyle Schwarber. I just thought about that. But the Kenley move is important for the Sox. $16 million is a lot of money. And the fact that the Braves were willing to pay that might mean that Craig Kimbrell, who you know, had a down season near the end of the year, but still showed flashes of his Hall of Fame self, you know, a team desperate enough might pay $16 million to have Craig Kimbrough on his team. The only issue is, I think there's one dancing partner right now, and that's the Los Angeles Dodgers who lost Kenley Jansen. Are they looking to spend more money? Because they're getting real close to the luxury tax. And I, I don't know if that's, I just, you, the White Sox might need to eat money. And, hey, maybe they'll get a better return, but I think it's pretty absurd to expect Gavin Lux or Cody Bellinger in that deal. And I've seen that floated around White Sox Twitter. So I just want to say that in looking at this offseason, I think the White Sox should be more afraid that they're going to lose in the first round for the third straight year. I just don't think that you can bet on luck to win in the postseason and, you know, getting an invite, getting a ticket. Yes, it helps. And yes, the Braves did it last year, but the Braves also started changing the way they played baseball. 
They started shifting more. They started being more, you know, analytical focus to use their players in the best way possible because they didn't have star power. They didn't have Ronald Acuna Jr. where they could just put him third in the bat, uh, batting order, put him in right field and not worry about him. They had to worry about Adam Duvall and when he should bat in a lineup and how he should bat and when he what players he should hit against. And that's why, you know, he maximized his season and hit 38 home runs. I just don't know if the White Sox look to maximize their players or if they look to set it and forget it. And I think if you want to set it and forget it, Michael Conforto is the perfect ad for the Chicago White Sox. And that's if you want to win a World Series. If you want to win the AL Central, you're fine because the Minnesota Twins aren't deep enough. They have two superstars, but they're not deep enough. The Tigers are too young. They have Javi Baez, but they're too young. You look at the Guardians, they also won't spend money, and they're less talented than you. And the Royals, they have Zach Greinke, and they might have, you know, a lightning rod, maybe all their young players can play well together, but that's banking on a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of things happening. The Chicago White Sox just need to stay healthy. That's one thing. And they'll win the AL Central. And I think right now, that's really the vibe that I'm getting, is that they're fine with it. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. Our next episode will be on Wednesday. Please call in if you have any uh, voicemails. I'd love to hear from you, 312-566-8727, or you can write in at LockdownSocks at gmail.com. Now make your second listen, Lockdown MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Sean Anderson, and thank you for listening to Lockdown Socks. Lockdown Socks.